The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. When you look at our schedule and, and the, the culture that we have as a team, you see, like, this is what we signed up for. This is what we, this is what we want to do. This is what we love to do. You got to have that fire burning deep down inside of you to do it. Hey, welcome to the Indie on NBC podcast. I'm your host, Coy Robinson, joined by Jason Garrett this week. We got a huge, huge game, USC under the lights at home. So what in the world are you thinking about right now, Jason Garrett, heading into this game? Well, for Notre Dame, uh, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Uh, Practice well, uh, clean the slate from the last few weeks, get the emotions under check, and get ready to go play your best game. And for them, it's about playing the game they want to play. It's a physical style of football. It's running the football. It's controlling the ball. It's taking advantage of some big plays. Sam Hartman to the receivers in the play action game. And then defensively, do whatever they can to just simply contain Caleb Williams. He's going to make a lot of plays. We know that. But somehow contain him and uh, and make and make them earn it. Uh, keeping him in the pocket will be a critical part of this game. Not letting him make plays out in space will be big for the Irish. I'm walking around New York, Coach, and I can't tell you the amount of people who are just devastated recently. And the one question I get over and over again is, what happened to Notre Dame's offense? So i got to ask you, what in the world happened over the past couple of weeks? It's almost unrecognizable. Yeah, you know, it, it certainly was unrecognizable last week against Louisville. And, um, you know, Louisville, to me, beat Notre Dame to the punch a little bit. Uh, some some guys on Notre Dame's offensive line who typically are as solid as can be, um, Louisville got after them. And, uh, and again, they have to reestablish that physical dominance of the offensive line. And I think everything else on their team stems from there. When they run the ball, the play-action game comes alive, the receivers get one-on-one coverage, all of that, and that helps your defense too. You know, one of the best ways to stop Caleb Williams is have him standing on the sidelines next to Lincoln Riley, you know, <laughs> and, and and he can't make plays over there. So if you can control the ball, which fits into what Notre Dame does, if Notre Dame was a high-flying outfit and four wides, throw it every down, do all that, you would say, okay, I get that, but that doesn't really fit. This fits Notre Dame. It fits Notre Dame to be a physical team, run the football, and control the game that way. And I think that's what they've lost here the last couple of weeks, and they certainly have to get it back. 
So uh, let's just talk history for a second. I know you're a big history guy, football. You know, think about USC, Notre Dame. What does this rivalry mean to you? I know on Football Night in America, you guys were playing around with the the tush push on that one game. I heard that on broadcast. You know, you got the push push game, so many classic games. What what does this storied rivalry mean to you? Yeah, it, you said it. It's a storied rivalry. And, you know, one of the things that I think makes rivalries great is the players who played in the game. You know, we, we, we were doing the, the the Cowboys 49ers game the other night on, on football night. And, and you look at the old clips, it's Deion Sanders, it's Michael Irvin, it's Jerry Rice, it's Emmett Smith, it's and go Troy Aikman, Steve Young. You go on and on and on. It's like Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. And when you think about you think about Notre Dame and playing USC, it's it's really the same thing. You think about the amazing players and coaches who have been involved in this game forever. You know, go go back. You know, I'm sure to the '60s. And uh, and the 70s. And you think about, you know, guys like Ronnie Lott and Joe Montana and all these guys played in these games. And then the more recent history, you know, the amazing stuff with Reggie Bush and and Matt Leinart and, and Brady Quinn and some of these amazing players that have played in both programs. So the games are always exciting. Uh, I'll give you a quick little story. We're going to have some people come to the game you know, because everybody was excited. Oh, yeah, we get tickets. And you know, I talked to the people at NBC. They're like, uh-uh, that's a hard one. You know, <laughs> So it's been a struggle for everybody. And, and it's easy to see why. The history and tradition. And then, obviously, Caleb Williams this year, he's he's one of the greatest players in, in USC's history. When the Heisman Trophy has a chance to win it again. And and then, you know, the, the, the players that Notre Dame has as well. So it's going to be a fun night. It's been a fun night. A fun rivalry for a long time between these two great franchise, these two great programs. Yeah, hopefully, we can bounce back from that Louisville loss. And uh, upcoming up next, we actually have a defensive lineman Javante Jean Baptiste, who's been able to uh, really kind of spur some things on the defensive line. I can't wait to hear what he thinks about this rivalry and trying to do what Coach Jason said: contain Caleb Williams. That's a hard, that's a hard. <laughs> it's a tough task. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So it's my pleasure to, to be sitting here with you, Javante. Look, um, we just gotta we gotta rip off the band-aid. Louisville, you know, what was your assessment from, from last week? I mean, they were a good team and they came out to play. I mean, they they fought all game and they and they fought their battle and they gave us their best win. And they did that. 
Yeah. And then this week, how do you flip it for, for USC? I'm thinking the past couple of weeks, I'm like two back-to-back college game days, mm-hmm. top 25 road game, and then now USC at home. I mean, how do you flip the switch? I mean, you flip the switch. You don't even have to, you shouldn't have to flip a switch because this is when you when you sign up for college football, this is what you sign up for. You don't come to college football not being a competitor. So when you look at our schedule and and the the culture that we have as a team, you see like this is what we signed up for. This is what we this is what we want to do. This is what we love to do. You got to have that fire burning deep down inside of you to do it. Hmm. Let's talk more about that culture of the of the D line. It's such an interesting group. You know, there are a lot of big personalities historically that come to the D line, but there's been like this really deep culture there, and, and obviously the depth too. Everyone's just kind of plug and play, and it's just recharge. How would you describe this D-line culture now, you know, since you're coming in and seeing it with fresh eyes as a transfer? I'll say the, the culture of the D-line room is just guys who, who are juiced up and that, that play off each other. You know, one person makes a play, we, we're all celebrating together, and we just all love one, and yet one another. And once, once you take off what we've done together off the field and then you bring it to on the field, it makes it, it, makes it so easier because – being in workouts with guys and, and you seeing how responsible and dependable they are and the accountability that we all have together, it's like I could do my job full full force and know that my brother right next to me is going to do the same thing for me. And I just that's what makes us able to go and drive off of that. And then just being able to have Co- Coach Wash is another driving force of he's just always pushing us to be better and greater. That's amazing. You know, I, 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 I always love to ask people this question, so, you know, just bear with me here. You know, how do you think about your role on this team? Because like you're saying, like the D-line, it's just like everyone's so, so um, brotherly, right? And like it's supportive, but like I'm just like zoom out on the whole defense. How do you think of Javante in this defense? Uh, I would say myself in the defense, I just look at, hmm, I just look at myself somebody that just comes to work, um, being around the game for a long time and, and being able to give give those who are my age or not even my age, those who are younger, giving them great leadership and and just being able to see what I've seen by playing college football for so long and just giving them that advice and, and helping everybody grow. But then on the other side of that, it's just being able to, to push the envelope and the notch of, of when we're going through things, just, just getting everybody to pick up the tempo and let's, and let's do it greatly. Walk me through your journey really quick. Who are some of the, the players that you looked up to when you were a young player uh, and, and what did they teach you? Like in college? Yeah, in college, in college. Okay. So I'll say what I looked up. I looked up to Nick, Chase, Jonathan Cooper, Saquon Lewis. I looked up to all those guys that, that had played, in, that I had been in that room with, and mm-hmm. just learning from them. And what what, we, what was always taught to me from them is just you just got to have a motor. You got to go. And if you're able to play fast and, and be physical, everything will take care of itself. But the one thing you can't coach is effort, and that's something you just have to have. Mm-hmm. So now trans, like transplanting that mentality from Ohio State to Notre Dame, you know, how have you been able to help some of the young freshmen on, on this roster? Uh, helping some of the young freshmen on this roster, just trying to get them to, to see the development of the game and, and just and get them to be able to slow down the game, uh, slow down the game because when you come into college, everything's so fast. And then after, after you're in college for a certain amount of time, then the game slows down and you're able to just pick up the pace on your own. But just telling them, like, you don't have to – once you really learn what you're doing, the playbook and everything and the scheme, and you trust yourself, everything just comes to it naturally. Let's let's go all the way back. You know, um, 
just humor me for a second. You said something that I thought was very, it just kind of hit me. You, you said, we do this because we love it, right? And and I, and I sometimes I'm like, okay, is this, you know, getting into the whole pre-business, the pre-NFL? At what point when you were a little kid, did you just fall in love with football? And, and why did you fall in love with football? Uh, I say... I mean, football was always was always around. Just my dad was a big football guy, and I think I was around the age, like seven. I was like, I was falling in love with football around the age of seven and eight. Uh, my mom was my mom was big in basketball, but I tried I tried it out, and I just get too frustrated and try to take my anger out like it was football, and I I get fouls and penalties like fouls, and I couldn't do that. So I just I just left the game of basketball alone and just knew that football was for me because it's like it, it's an outlet for you to take out your anger and it, it's just fun. <laughs> you, you you were like the the punisher on the basketball team. It's like we gotta get we gotta get a quick foul on somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not lie. Like if I had the ball and you was trying to get in my head, I might have ran you over like it was football and then, and then laid it up and then it was charged. So then I, after that, I was like, I'm not playing basketball no more. <laughs> That's hilarious. Let's talk about um, let's talk about Notre Dame, like just the the, the absolute. Um, let's talk about campus for a second, because okay. I, when I, I remember the first time I went on campus, and it, I mean it, it's like clear in my memory in high school. Um, do you remember the first time you you stepped foot on Notre Dame's campus? Yeah. What what was that like for you? Can you just describe it for us? Uh... I say like the first time I stepped on campus, it was definitely a, a change of scenery uh, for me. It was just like something that's very like nostalgic and that when you look at it, like you're kind of amazed by it. Like I remember the first time like I was driving through and I, I got to see the grotto and I just got to see the view of kind of like the water and just to see everything and just and just able to just like, man, like this is like this is a nice view and everything. So then that that definitely had like that was like a little wild moment. Are you like a like a college football um, nut, like a history nerd, you know, where you're looking back at old games and like looking at the USC rivalry with Notre Dame and, you know, USC Michigan, like all the classic stuff or, or, or how does that work for you? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> okay. What, what is uh, what is some of your favorite classes that you're taking? Because, you know, you, you're transferred, you already graduated from Ohio State. What, what are some of your favorite classes that you're taking at Notre Dame? Right now I'm in a, uh, I'll say – Shoot, my favorite class that is is one I'm in right now. It's um, it's business, but it's it's poverty entrepreneurship and seeing how those from poverty can capitalize on entrepreneurship and and trying to start their own business and what steps does it take to get to that? Oh, what are are you an entrepreneur yourself? Are are you interested in that field? Uh, I would say I would say I'm definitely interested in being an entrepreneur and starting my own business. So let, let's just uh, zoom forward. I'm talking like way, way, way in the future after football is done, uh, hopefully a very long career. What would you like to do? I mean, by then, I'd say just like one thing for me is just I just want to be able to affect like generationally and, and create and create that type of wealth. So I'd say just um, there's certain businesses that, that you can start open just like I say like car services and stuff like that. I just want to open like a lot of just like multitudes just to just to get it going. But I would say a passion of mine really like I'm a I have a strong passion for gaming. So then I would I would say I want to start my own little gaming entity and then just create my own little team for those for those and and build like gaming arenas and those neighborhoods that didn't have them so that little kids could have something else to do. 
Who are your favorite uh, uh, streamers for game for gaming? My favorite streamers? Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, one might be my boy, my boy Jerry FPS. Uh, mm-hmm. I say after Jerry, I used to watch. I used to watch uh, Nick Nick Merce a lot and Tim the Tap Man. And this is a guy named Gaku. I, I watch them boys a lot, you know, just when I get a little free up of time and I just hop on the game. I haven't really streamed in a while just because I've just been trying to be busy on the season. Yeah, but so you're, you're kind of in the thick of it. <laughs> kind of in the thick of it. Yeah, I, I, I haven't put it. I haven't picked up the game since, like, fall camp. I, once I got in the fall camp, I said, gotta go. You know, I, I want to ask you, I, I saw something that you were in the riddles, you know, and I just wanted to just, just clear it up for me. What What is some of the, the big, the, some of the best riddles, or maybe let's just pick one, the best riddle you've ever, you've ever heard or come across? Don't want to put you on the spot, but I mean, we can. You want me to give it to you? Well, yeah, I, I mean, you, you, I'm not going to be able to answer. I'm not very good at riddles. I'm just curious. Yeah. What's, what's a riddle and what's the, you know, what's the, what's the answer? The best one that you've ever heard. All right. Uh, I said, you want the answer to? I can't get oh, the answer. Wait, wait. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I want the answer to. What's, what's the riddle? What's the riddle? All right. All right. What's this is something that's it's good because it's a little trick to get you a little think a little bit. All right. What's greater than God? More evil than the devil. The poor have it. The rich need it. Ooh, yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm like an F student at riddles. This one, I'm not even gonna try. I, I, I'm gonna try. Who, who told you this riddle? Where did it come from? I mean, you just I come just, up with that yourself? No, nah, no, nah, I ain't come up with it myself. Like, I just be on like social media, scrolling, watching people. I see all the riddles that they do, and I just be, I be getting good laughs at it. So then, I, that's where I be finding them at. And then that, and then my my uncle, he used to get good riddles too. So, you know, do you do you want to give us the answer before we move on? What what, what is the answer? I mean, it's nothing. <laughs> nothing's greater than God, and nothing's more evil than the devil. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah, that, no way I would have got that one. Okay, so let, let's let's talk um, about your coaches. I, yep. It's so interesting to me, you know. Obviously, you were with Al Washington at Ohio State, and now here. Um, what what have you learned from both Coach Washington over the years, and then Coach Golden this year? Mm. I say one thing that <clears throat> I've I've definitely <clears throat> picked up from Coach Wash over the years is like when he was with the linebackers and I was with the D line, and just being around him in my earlier stages of my college career was just the the effort and physicality that you that you gotta have and you gotta have you gotta have that emotion and drive to play the game and, and that's something that he's always pushed his players to do. And then I would say when it comes to comes to being here and, and being with Coach uh Golden is Coach Golden is like if you really sit back and, and see who who see him for who he is, especially like when you're in the meetings with him, he's a technician. Like he wants he wants everything done kind of like it like everyone knows in life nothing's going to happen perfectly but if you keep working if you keep working the technique and you and you just keep working it then you you're bound to get better at it and that's and that's something he wants you to do i mean i i when i think about like great 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 defensive 
players, I always, I mean, defensive linemen, I just think hands, I just think hands, you know, what are some of the elements that you think of, Hey, that makes that defensive lineman elite? Uh, besides hands, just anything, you know what I mean? You play the position. <laughs> I just watch. <laughs> I mean, I'll say like some things that make defensive linemen elite is, is definitely the, the get off their hands and just the, their ability to get off blocks. That those are those are certain uh, certain things in the element of the run and just being able to get off blockers, shed them, and, and then when you're making tackles, are you are you trying to force fumbles or are you just trying to make a tackle? And then um, this week we were talking obviously about Louisville. We're talking about USC. Uh, this is a big big game. Uh, Caleb Williams. Yeah, I was talking to Coach Jason Garrett before this, and you know he was saying that you know going to be a big challenge just because you know he's he's Caleb Williams so great I'm just curious when you're watching tape what jumps out from your perspective as a defensive lineman uh just what jumps out for me is just his athletic ability and to see how he he moves around in the pocket and how he how he's able to extend the uh the game the passing game and use his feet so then just just looking at that it just tells you you just got to have a high motor and keep running you can't stop can't stop yeah, so, you know, for, for the people who are football lay people, you know, because you said Chase taught you that and all the guys at Ohio State, and, you, you know, you said it again, you know, how would you just describe, you know, what does it mean to have a high high motor, just in your own words? i say a high motor to me in my own words is, is having effort. You can't just – you got to be able to run to the ball <clears throat> because it's – but it, it starts like – it doesn't start when it's in game. It starts when it's in practice. There's, there's little plays and there's little, little moments where – where you could just like get off a block, the play's going the other way, and you could just hit like a little slight jog, or you just gonna get off and take off to try to try to just all right in the game, this could happen. Am I gonna be there? Just stuff like that, and getting those reps and, and getting those repetitions. Where if you run into the ball in the practice, then you're increasing your stamina, you're increasing your wind, and that's and that's how you be able to get to play more longer in games. Javante, it's a pleasure talking with you, and, and I wish you the best in your gaming career, your football career, and then your entrepreneurial career afterwards. <laughs> Thank you. This Saturday, the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. South Bend will set the stage for some of the biggest stars in college football that hope to shine in one of the sport's biggest rivalries as the USC Trojans take on the Fighting Irish under the lights at Notre Dame Stadium. Legacies will be written and bragging rights will be claimed. It's USC Notre Dame, Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern on NBC and Peacock.
this game, this game, this game, this game, I've been looking forward to it for a very long time. It's a tough ticket every single year. That October California game is special, but this year, oh my goodness, you couldn't write it. It's a matchup in the stars. So I cannot wait to watch it. Can't wait to see the defense try to contain Caleb Williams, as both Javante and Coach Jason Garrett mentioned. And then the offense, something's got to change. Something's got to give. And no better, <laughs> like, there's no better time to show up than under the lights against SC. So we'll be back next week with takeaways from this game. And it says where the, the Irish are as they head into a bye week, which is, in my opinion, much needed. Uh, be sure to download and subscribe to the Notre Dame on NBC podcast on the NBC Sports YouTube channel and wherever you get your audio podcasts. Go Irish. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.